Hi, and welcome to the Small Business Sisters podcast. If you're new here, we're Jenny and Christina, two actual real-life sisters who both happen to start their own small businesses. If you're here, you're probably a woman small business owner who is running a lot of the show by herself. Over the last eight years, we've each been in business. We've had to discover a lot of business owning on the fly. We know that running a business, a household, and maintaining mental health can be challenging because we've shed a lot of tears over it. Thankfully, we've always had each other to ask all the questions, bounce off all the ideas, and just have someone on the other end who gets it. And that's why we're here. That's why we started this podcast, to help other small business owners who are doing it all feel less alone. We talk about business strategy, our mental health journey, and all that falls in between. We're glad you're here to join our sister. Well, it was a little rusty getting on. A little rusty, but that's to be expected. I had to pull myself out of... Um, so in January, I'm trying to be conscious of like not being too hard on myself when I just really don't have the motivation for doing anything. Because I feel like... Well, we should be like that all the time. But if any time, it's okay to be like that in the winter. So today I was like, I just can't do anything. So I've been watching The Night Agent. Have you watched that? No. It's definitely like binge worthy. It's on Netflix and it's, I think it's been on there for like a year. Because I remember Susie telling me she watched it. But it's like one of those FBI secret service thrillers where like you don't, see what's coming and so I was like oh I gotta pause this and go record so that's I hate that when you're really in yeah <laughs> when you're really into a show and then you have to turn it off yeah it's good and it's I think yeah I just feel like this is the time of the year to do that it is the time of the year well I feel like any time is the time of the year but exactly really that's winter. what I feel like that's something I'm not naturally good at, so I'm trying to practice it, like, tell myself, like, well, Jenny, at least January, you can put down your obsessive <laughs> Which <why>? disorder. <laughs> why does January feel like there's a million days? Yes, I was just saying that to someone. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's only, this was a couple of days ago, like, it's only the 26th. There's, like, still a full week. <laughs> I know. I feel like it's the only month that feels like it drags. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, Jenny and I actually haven't talked as like sisters in a while either. It's just been busy. I know. How's it, how's life in dentistry? So good. So, um, still loving it. Good. And this past week, about once a month, maybe once every six weeks. Um, my office is really cool because it's not not all offices, but especially not all pediatric offices offer sedation um, for patients. Um, just there's like obviously a lot of legality and stuff that comes with it. So a lot of offices don't want to take that on. Um, but my office does sedation, which is just like a really. I, I like that they're able to do that for kids so that they're not traumatized their whole lives from an experience with a dentist, but right. Did you um, know as a kid, I had a lot of dental stuff. Like I had a root canal as a kid. Did you really? Know yeah. Like I, I did had, not know that. I have memories of being in dental, and I think at one point I had to go to like a pediatric dentist that you guys didn't go to because I had a lot of oh, like crazy maybe like stuff. an end- and and pedo endodontist or something for a root canal. Yeah, but, and um, I would have liked you as my. 
<laughs> I know. I, I don't remember much about the dentist when I was little, but I do remember the treasure chest. I, I like I'll always remember yes, that. Yes, where it was like a fountain. Oh, that. But do you remember the game where it was like a water thing? Yes. And you press the button and yes. try to like catch the things? Yes. I remember they get, I must have done that a thousand times because I was in the dentist a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, yeah, I like that there's options now so that kids aren't traumatized from experiences that will then impact them when they're adults. But um, so we do sedation, but we also once a month, every six weeks, offer general anesthesia for kids mm-hmm. who like like sedation because sedation so, they're yeah, conscious, what's the so they're like oh okay sedation they're conscious, and so like so what did I get to you, when they're looking I at you. Was had my wisdom teeth out? Was that sedation or general anesthesia? It dip- I don't know. I don't know which one you got. It just depends. Uh, I didn't sedation. know that was different. Yeah, general anesthesia, you're like completely out. You have an anesthesiologist. Like we have an anesthesiologist that comes to the office and they're in charge of like the patient care. So it's really just okay. the dental assistant and the dentist like working. But it's kind of creepy because they're under general anesthesia. So it's, you know, they're, they're not awake. They're not conscious. Whereas conscious sedation that we do daily is they're still very awake. But they're just not like with it. They're or with they it. They are like they're their normal selves. It's more um, to to keep them calm and relaxed, and oh, okay. they won't necessarily remember what happens while they're on it. If that oh, makes that's sense. interesting. Then maybe I don't. But they're very like. Yeah, I mean, I would assume for your wisdom teeth, it was general anesthesia. But did you have your wisdom teeth out? I, I did, and mine was general, so I would assume yours was too. It just depends. But you can do it. You did can you do it just have, with numbing. Uh, you don't have to. Well, classically, all the things that I do go wrong. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't their fault, but I got dry sockets. Did you get that? And I had to, like, go back. No, I didn't I have dry sockets. I had to take, like, antibiotics since I was so painful. Yeah. Well, thankfully, with kids, you don't see a ton of dry sockets because most of the time when you're removing teeth on kids, it's their baby teeth. And so there's a permanent tooth under it. So you don't. That's just, I mean, it can happen. Oh, I have a fun fact I would love your expertise on. Uh, I don't know if you knew this about Simon, but he has two. So I think it, I mean, I'm pointing so the podcast can't see me, but I think it's the canine Mm -hmm. teeth underneath. He doesn't have adult teeth. So, oh, yeah. No, maybe it's next to it. Maybe it's the next one. So that, like, he has to Mm -hmm. get x rays a lot yeah. to like see mm-hmm. what's happening because they want to protect that tooth because either like right. if he loses it he has to get mm-hmm. a what like a fake An implant tooth, I think. yeah mm-hmm. or so that's where so that's like is that more common than I realize yes oh. yeah it happens a lot so what we if your dentist wants to take a panoramic on your kids around age eight nine or ten it's yeah, because they look for things like that. They want yeah, to see if all your permanent, because you can see all your permanent, teeth, permanent mm-hmm. teeth underneath your baby teeth. And so you can see like, oh, there's not a permanent teeth that's going to push that one out. They also look for like tumors and cysts. Like it's very helpful. But I have a lot of people be like, I don't want that because of radiation. But like, it's a very but helpful see, but, Yeah, maybe you can bond with Simon. There, I gave you something you can like develop a relationship with Simon. There you go, Simon. <laughs> but so, there's a lot of adults that still have, adult have some of their baby teeth. Really? Like, this, yeah, so several okay. adults okay. have the same thing and it will, it has the potential to last through adulthood, but sometimes it doesn't. And then you talk about things like implants and bridges and all that. 
so my body must be like doing something wrong and creating humans because I have one kid that doesn't is missing have a teeth and another kid that's missing a kidney. So no, I don't think that's your body's fault. <laughs> Our deep line of genetics. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, but so yeah, anyway, that was you. a long story to say that I'm loving it. You're because loving it. I got to do general anesthesia yesterday, and it was a really cool experience. Um, That's cool. How does it fit? Yeah. Like, how are you noticing it fits in with Beautiful Chaos App? Like, do you still does it make you want to do it more, or are you kind of like, yeah, I've grown out of this season of life? I, I definitely still do beautiful chaos. Um, I have a few orders a week, so not like sustainable orders where I'm living off of that income, but it's enough where I like can still get my creativity out. Yeah, do you um, feel like it's made you like it again more than when you were feeling burnt out? Oh, for sure. I think I just got, to, and I've shared this before on the podcast, but I got to a point too where it just felt like I was never leaving my office because I just felt like I had to keep creating in order to make money and it, it felt like a not and you and I have talked about this but like a non-stop hamster wheel of like okay so now I'm going to create and then I have to create marketing for it and then I have to yeah. do everything on my website and then I have to post pictures and then I have to actually get people to want to buy this and it just kind of felt like a hamster wheel for me and I was tired of doing that hamster wheel in order to like that was our like family travel and if yeah. my kids could do sports and stuff kind of dependent on that. And so it, I also, this is another added thing and it, it comes down to boundaries. So had I been able to put in great boundaries, it may have not happened for me, but like I'm, I am an Enneagram too. My personality type is a helper. I want to feel needed. And so me not working a mainstream job, a nine to five job, Meant people knew that and would be like, Do you want to go to lunch? Do you, I haven't seen you in forever. Do you, can you volunteer at the school on this day? Like all of these extra things, the class parties, all of this stuff that I felt like I had major FOMO. If my friends were all going out to lunch, I wanted to go out to lunch, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't as, I wasn't good at creating boundaries of like, these are my work hours. So then I would end up doing it all other times of the day and, I, anyways, now that I work, I'm not approached to volunteer. I'm, my friends don't ask me to go out and do things during the day because they know I can't. Um, and so I don't know it for me, it just feels very, it feels very good being in a nine to five, which mine is actually seven to five, but it feels very good to be in like a steady rhythm rhythm of my job um yeah no i get that and i um at my observation of you is that well because we kind of we went through like similar burnouts in a way and but mm -hmm. found um different ways to heal ourselves because mine i noticed was coming from like because here's the thing I you're extroverted I'm introverted I mm -hmm. can do the like people thing this is what I feel like people don't understand about introverts like I can do it and I like people but I am so it's like and I also have social anxiety so there's so much build up that I'm worked up 
beforehand and then during it I'm fine and I actually love it but then after like all that build up anxiety beforehand drains me and so then I'm so exhausted so like my thing was I love illuminate space and actually making the candles and doing that by myself and I had to pull away from the shop more like being in the shop more and that really helped Mm -hmm. me and whereas you I think a lot of your burnout also stemmed from it is so solitude being a maker and you're by yourself Mm -hmm. and like you gain so much energy from being with right. people seven to five every day. And like mm-hmm. that has flipped then for you because now where you're getting your recharge from being with people, then it's fueling the solitude of making. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. my no. draining <laughs> being with the people is like, I'm being recharged by being by myself most of mm-hmm. the week. So yeah. I find that no, really fascinating. So true. That is fascinating, and I think that you hit the nail on the head because that is how I feel like, for sure. And yeah, I think it's because cool I think that that's what I've different... observed about you is you have like your joy is just back and like your excitement. Mm-hmm. Like the video, Christina sent Ellie and I a video of her just like dancing out one night <laughs> crazily, <laughs> and I was like, oh, there she is! Like it's the you Aww. back again. So yeah, I think it's doing yeah. good things for you. Whereas me, Thanks, I yeah. am in my hoodie, in my basement <laughs> with my cats, and I'm just living my best life. Yes, we need to post on Instagram the picture that Tyler made of you on AI because it is like I know I posted it on my, on my um, personal Instagram because I love. Okay, it. well we need to we need to post that on. It is perfect. Small business sisters, yeah, yeah. No, so it's going good. I love it. I that's good. There are parts of it. So there's the other thing too that I want to touch on is there is such a grass is greener on the other side mentality when it comes from working from home, working in a workplace versus a stay at home mom, whatever it is. It's grass is always greener because the girls that I work with, the women that I work with, they, several of them are like, I wish, you know, like I could have a shop. That would be so cool. Like all the making, I'm like, yeah, it is cool. (laughs) But like, here is like the others. I was like, I, for me personally, I'm not saying this is how everybody feels, but again, for me who has a hard time setting boundaries around my, when I worked from home, I feel like I see my kids more. I feel like I'm not as worried about money financially. So I'm not always on my phone trying to market like every little thing. And, and that was a major part of me being like fully present with my kids and I don't know, for me, it, my, my kids' ages are different too. Like, obviously, when you have toddlers, there is one childcare is so expensive. So we could talk about that. Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. fi- sometimes more financially stable to stay at home. But also, some, kid, some parents really want to stay home with their toddlers because the time is fleeting and all of this. So... I don't feel as much of guilt being away from my kids during the day because they're doing their own thing at school. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I, I, I can't, I don't know that I can say, oh, I feel so present with my kids as a working mom because I didn't have the experience of working outside of the home when they were little. And I don't know how that would have felt. So I'm just saying from my standpoint right now with an eight, 10, 12 year old, that's how I feel. Um, but yeah, so I, it's been a great move for me and 
I'm glad that I can still make. So I still am doing a sewing class every once in a while. But that I'm not, again, because I don't feel the financial pressure. It's not like, oh, I need to have four classes a month. It's more what, when it comes to boundaries of my time, what do I want to allot for this? Because I made the call, I don't know, like three or four months ago. And I talked about this on the podcast with Jenny. I was no longer going to do them in the evenings. Like there, mm-hmm. that was about, like, I quickly established, can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, not going to work for me, for my home, for getting home from work, whatever. Like, not happening. But so then I did look, there's obviously still a need and a reach and people are asking me. And so I was like, well, when it fits in my schedule, I can do it. And so like this Friday, I'm doing a sewing class for the first time in a long time. And it will probably be my only one for a long time because I want to teach it. I want to keep that rapport up that I can do it. Um, but I want it to fit into my schedule and my timing. And yeah. so, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I like that we've both like pivoted this year and it's, oh, it's been what's best for us. And like where and you and I have been on like a four year long journey of just kind of rethink, rethinking, reprogramming, like what we've always thought growing up about what a role a woman has in the home, in the workplace, in the environment, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I think that this is just an added layer of that, of like, yeah, what, totally. What does that mean to us personally? And I think it's all, that's what um, I'm constantly coming to is like, just be open that it's always changing. Like you're never really getting to a spot where you're like, oh, okay. Like, this is it. This is Mm -hmm. it forever. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. look at those as things come and things pivot. Like, that's good. I I Mm -hmm. go back to it. Have you seen that meme where it's like, if you don't cringe when you read your 2009 Facebook statuses, (laughs) like, then you should be concerned because we should always be growing, evolving as people. Changing, evolving. And I think, well, why Mm -hmm. wouldn't that also apply with our businesses or our right. careers or whatever we're doing, like it is just kind of always changing and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But alongside that, we haven't had a podcast episode in a bit <laughs> because well, December was our busy season. Jenny's major busy season for candles. It was my busy season um, with shirts and um school stuff because my kids are still younger so um it was really busy and then january came around (laughs) jenny's been hibernating (laughs) as she should my sisters and i all text each other about hibernation all the time and i've just been hitting the ground running um with my dental work it's been a busy month so um but then this week we were like we need to record we haven't recorded in a bit and we can just update on what we've been doing, where we've been. Yeah. So we, we can't talk. Oh, sorry, Jen. Oh, well, I had this motherhood, like epiphany that, well, really I wanted to share with you as a fellow mom, but I'll share with the podcast. I just haven't been able to talk to you recently. Um, I know. But I did. uh, And I'm, forgive me, because I'm not always good with like, I have these big heart feelings, especially when I'm on my walks at night. But, and I'm not always good at like putting words to them, but essentially, so I mean, long story short, I, as I have um, evolved, not only as a person, but in my beliefs and like, 
I'm just going to say, like, I, I don't, my, uh, okay, I guess I'm just going to say it. Like, my beliefs about what happens after life have changed. And, like, mm-hmm. I don't really know. I don't know. Uh, there's mm-hmm. th- there's things I'm exploring. And mm-hmm. for me, like, that's devastating. That's something in my faith journey that has been devastating. And mm-hmm. don't always know how to process it. But I had this moment as I was walking, and then I found this parallel to, like, the journey of motherhood, too. And, like, all those things we experience with the people we love, those are real concrete moments that have happened. And, like, that's real and good. And, like, maybe we don't have to always be longing for reunions or something like the the magic is in those lived moments we've had and so that's how it's helped me with my stages of motherhood is like each stage with my boys I was the best me I could be at that moment and Mm -hmm. so like the moments we had together are real and Mm -hmm. that's what I love and I'm grateful for and so I celebrate this future where I kind of look at it like in track like a relay a four-person relay so like I've run my relay with them and that time is good and that just because I've like passed the baton now does not mean like that first part of the relay is it doesn't didn't happen yeah like there I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't look at yes there's sadness to it but there's also so much joy it doesn't have to be a bad sadness that like, oh, well, as the mom, I'm not worth anything anymore. Because like, I was the foundation like that. What we mm-hmm. shared, like, Trevor, Elliot and Simon, in those moments, we will always have that time of when they were little. And now, mm-hmm. like, especially having the girlfriends around so much, I genuinely love them. And it's like, mm-hmm. I've passed the baton and I'm cheering for them now. Like, as mm-hmm. their significant others and their friends become like their main and from a child development standpoint like that's totally normal that's how it should be like your parents don't become your center nucleus anymore like it's designed to mm-hmm. be like that mm-hmm. and so as i choose to celebrate that and i'm not saying there's not sadness about it you know me i love sadness <laughs> But it's helped me to reframe of like, there's so much joy like that. Mm -hmm. There, there is a piece of me in them that they take into life now. And just because I'm not the main focal point. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if any of this is making sense. But it just helps me really celebrate like who they are, is them Mm -hmm. and they're they're carrying the baton now. And then like there's significant others play a big role in that. And I can like cheer for it from my part at the starting line <laughs> yes. because that I've helped them get to this point. And it, so even though my role has changed, it doesn't diminish the role I played. And so I don't know, mm-hmm. reframing that has like really, really, really helped me. And somehow it has helped me heal a piece of like, as my beliefs change, there's still goodness in that. Like just because my yeah. beliefs are changing, like it doesn't, mm-hmm diminish the goodness if that makes sense yeah it it does and first thing is to say I just really don't know but I'm still learning and like I don't know learning listening whatever you do um is a really healthy place to be so anybody who's listening and kind of 
Kirk like got a little judgmental for a second can calm down because <laughs> it, this is Jenny's journey. Well, and, and really it, she's allowed to have it. And as I shed things like even bigger, like more magical things take place. I, I don't know how to say that really. Like it's not a, um, I don't believe in just like emptiness and dark. there. There's just so much yeah. good, but there is something yeah. painful about, and I think it's good. And I think even in the Bible, like writers talked about that, like uh, just wrestling with mm-hmm. things. And I think that's good. I don't, I well, honestly, I, and I know I'm going to go out there and maybe a, ruffle some feathers, but I think just taking things as they are, like we're missing a huge a huge thing, a huge part of God and universe and bigness. So, yeah, I meet with about six girls monthly about all that we're talking about. And it's interesting how everybody's like on their own journey and just how it can, maybe I'll get one of them to come on here so we can talk about it. Cause it's very, I don't know. It's yeah. It's one of the, I'm, I'm realizing the, the last four years that I have been, I feel like the last four years have been um, just huge for everybody, obviously. But for me, it really made me think of, like, what does it mean to feel loved? I've had to do that every, in different ways, all four years, the last four years, have had to um, tell myself, like, what does it mean to be loved? What does it mean to be Christina's friend? What does it mean to, like, be in my circle? Like, what attributes? Do I consider people who love me, who I've let in? Um, what what does that mean to me? And I was just thinking about this because Tyler and I, my, Tyler and my anniversary was a few weeks ago, which I just have to do a side note of I've been really reframing social media for myself because um, I I think that a lot of people do it to get a high. Yeah. And yeah. that's coming out a lot. And I started being like, well, why did I post that? Like, what was my... What was, Ooh, what was my purpose behind that? And so I've been, po- if you go to my personal Facebook, you'll realize I've been posting a lot less because I'm realizing like, what was like, what was, I don't know, like, why was I doing that for like, yeah, likes, like what comments? was the motivation behind it? Yeah. Was it that so that sense. Tyler felt loved because Tyler would rather me never same, post on social same media ever again. <laughs> so anyway, so on our anniversary, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to post today. But are people going to think we got divorced? Like I, <laughs> so I start reeling. And then I was like, I totally resonate with I this. said, who the, who the fuck knows the date I got married? Unless <laughs> I, I told I it. thought, I, what did I think it was? I was like, oh my you gosh. Thought I thought it was January would... 11th. Yes. I have no idea but, where I got that. But anyway, so I was really proud of myself because like that whole day I was like, I can't believe I'm not posting. But again, I was like, Oh my God, the only reason I want to post it is so people are like, oh, oh you're still married. Congratulations. Blah, blah, blah. Because, yeah, Tyler would rather me not post. So, um, anyways, so I was thinking about like what I would post. And that's why I ended up being like, no, because one, it's going to make people who aren't in a relationship like that feel terrible. I, okay, Two, I applaud that. And side note, I also just wrestled with this because have you seen the theme going around about like the relationship challenge of like post when you got together and that you're still together this many years. And I wrestled mm-hmm. with that because I was like, no way, because so many of my close friends are going through divorce or, and I just want to put that out there as well. I know this, I, this episode is like, 
this is like intense. But like sometimes divorce is that like your souls are changed and like it's you're better separate. And so I support all my friends that have needed to do that. And so I was like, why would I get on and be like, because and again, like what Michael and I have, like relationships don't need to all be the same and it doesn't have yes you can celebrate being together but it doesn't make you like better but no and you posting that though you posting that nobody sees like the terrible hard things that we've all been through that we aren't ever gonna post exactly and if you do post all of that stuff it can get a little like oh why are you sharing that on social media so yeah this this episode is gonna one rebel brother it's also gonna be like Christina definitely didn't take her meds because this, <laughs> this episode is all over the place. Well, I'm um, right there with you. Yeah. But so back to me describing, like, I found that love to me means feeling safe. So in the last four years, what has meant I'm loved, even with the close friends that I let into my circle who I don't agree with on major life things. This is very sick they, of you. They make me feel safe. I know, <laughs> but I, it, it is very six of me, but it's like, they, like Tyler specifically, just, I have changed so much and from when we met that he could be like, man, you're cuckoo now, you know, like, but we've thankfully evolved together that we're very much aligned in how we've changed so that has worked for us. But like to your point that you said earlier, there's been so much evolving for everybody that sometimes you don't evolve together. And that's really and hard. That's, it's hard and it's okay. I think we make this like thing. I, I don't know. Yeah. Like it's everything. Well, much like so everything different. else. Yes. Like, yeah, much like everything like else that I hear. Black and white thing. Yeah. And I don't uh-huh. think that's what it is. Right. And much like everything else that I think and believe right now, it's, I'm not a part of that. I have no say yes. over anybody else and what they do. Yes. That's life. where like social media, I think has done us a disservice. I know. I, I think there are mm-hmm. good things about social media, mm-hmm. but I also mm-hmm. think that's there. I think Leslie Alder talked about this and then you told me or something, <laughs> but she said like, we aren't designed, humans aren't designed to have this much knowledge Access. of each other's like, Mm -hmm. personal thought and i get that that's like Mm -hmm. yeah that's crazy and and also to i need to share a funny story with tyler and what you were talking about is because so we had all had like a few drinks at this point on our siblings trip i think michael and i had already fought and something else and he was walking with (laughs) me and trying to like we were just having a bonding moment and he was like yeah yeah, I can't believe over the last <laughs> few years, Christina hasn't like left me for a like a protester. Because <laughs> she's so into all these political things, like. <laughs> but Tyler's like, will talk guys, because he's I into that him. stuff too. I know he he's is, the- but like he he was he. That's just what I appreciate about Tyler is when I am sad because. <laughs> day he texted and was like just checking on you i know winter is hard for you and i was like oh i just feel so loved that he sees that and so yeah he was like 
I was having a sad moment and he brings like a laughter moment. I can't because he was like dead serious, yeah. but not serious. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I can't believe she hasn't left me for a <laughs> protester. And I was yeah. like, yes, because if so, I'm 20, sure you've all picked up on this. Yes, but Christina is here. very strong. Like she follows everything in politics and is a champion for justice. <laughs> So it yes, made me you, If you listen, that that probably also kind of perked people up. But if you go <laughs> listen to like one of our podcasts with Tammy, you kind of get into like things that happened to me as a child that have made that be a big part of me, which I feel like that's where everybody like things from our childhood have made us be who we are. But, um, but yeah, the, it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Now what else random can we talk about? Well, you wanted to talk about Timu, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So let's touch on that because we did. We got, let me pull up a message because. Okay. So I, I honestly don't we, know a ton about it. I mean, I know that I see these I'm, ads for like $2 shoes. Yes. So I'm actually shocked you've never heard of it. But Timu I mean, I've heard is of basically it. like a, a Sheen or Cheyenne, however you say it, however some people say Shine, where it's taken out the middleman of like Amazon or whatever, but it's a China-based company. And the reality is I think somebody did a big article about like the child labor that goes into these places and all this stuff. And I just want to say like, I get why people are shopping with Timu. I totally get it because money's tight right now and you cut corners where you're going to cut corners, right? You're not going to cut corners on groceries because you have to feed your kids. You're not, you know, you still want your kids in activities. Well, you know, what gets cut is the quality of products that you're getting yeah. because they look the same. Sometimes they look the same. Um, but yeah, so, but I posted a reel from Small Business Sisters that basically said Timu is destroying small business. And that is the truth. Like, the, um, because I work in a public environment, People will come in and someone will be like, oh, your shirt's so cute, like to a mom. And she'll be like, thanks, I got it on TV or whatever. So it's and I like that everything? all day. Yes, everything. Okay. And okay. you need to do a deep dive on Timu. So I have so many deep dives I, I you have assigned hearing, to me too. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, we can't share what the other deep dive is because we'll just talk a lot of people. <laughs> we were, we're on our cap with this episode. <laughs> yes. Um, but anyway, so... Um, I shared that it's it's destroying small business because as a small business owner who makes t-shirts, my t-shirts are, you know, $24 or whatever, where you can get a t-shirt off of Timu for $3, $4, you know, because we've talked about this many times, makers add in money for their time. Well, and you and are like making a salary, which is very right. reasonable for you right. to have right. this business. It's you. Yes. So like the statement that it's destroying small business, there's a lot of things that are, but th that is true. Like there are a lot of people buying on Timu, on Shine. I know boutique owners would say yes. Like Shine, Shein, however you want to call it is ruining my small business. So I posted that and small business owners all alike were like commenting like, yes, yes. Or I don't know that that's why my sales have been low, but it could be whatever. Well, someone messaged us and we, I, I know her in real life and she is super sweet. And she made a, she made the point that, um, I was, that I totally agree with. 
And I want to get it so that I could sh- read it word for word. Let me see. Yeah, I want to look. I don't um, this, I don't think. Um, because it's it's very, very true. Um, and it's a valid point. But it, the point is that people are cutting corners and that small businesses are feeling that. So she said she buys stuff off of Shein shine and she said i had a very long combo with a friend about this over dinner the cost of living is so high right now my Shein orders are 85 percent for her daughter and 15 percent for myself i would love to be able to shop local like i used to but our situation financially has shifted and unfortunately my income has not increased i get that when my kids ask for new clothes a six dollar Shein shine sweater is way more attractive than a twenty dollar one at target it sucks but i do my best to hand down or donate to different organizations. I wish my circumstances were different, but right now this is the season we are in. And I wanted to talk about it on the podcast because yes, mm-hmm. I a thousand percent agree. And yes. I could tell you things that I do in my life right now because things are expensive and you can blame inflation. You can blame the economy. You can blame CEOs who are marking everything up. You can blame whatever. Um, but the fact of the matter is housing is up, groceries are up, like things that you, I mean, even, and again, it's a priority thing, but sports for my boys have increased. I mean, everything has increased Mm -hmm. because people are trying to make salaries that then can meet the, so it's, it's supply and demand, right? Or basic economy stuff. So I, I, I left it up because, you know, people, please, or Christina would take it down. But I was like, I, yes, 100% see that side of it and know that that's why it's happening. People aren't, people aren't buying off of Timu and Shine to be like, ugh, yeah, like, I don't want to buy from my maker business. friends. Right. No, yeah. 100%. It's, it is that expenses are just getting high. And so, I don't know. I think we've come to kind of a crossroads here of like, and I don't know the answer. I don't know. I don't know. But. It's one of those things for me personally, as a small business owner, is you can communicate to people the value they get when coming to you. Like we've talked about the last three years on this podcast, which is very true and you need to get paid what you're worth. But if you're in an industry like mine, like boutiques have a middleman. So like they have to charge a certain amount, but as a maker, you know, there is a little bit bit of wiggle room with pricing. Like you could maybe go down a dollar or two if you're able to do that. Like I know with my shirts, I can still go down a few dollars and still make a good profit margin. But it's like kind of determining that, like do you, not that you want to compete with Timu and Sheen and Cheyenne, but like if you are depending on your small business for a living, how what adjustments do you have to make right now when people are, most people are prioritizing the amount versus the quality of right. product. No, that's a great point. And it's twofold. Like this is such a great point of how there's always multiple perspectives on a thing. I think we all can be really quick to like, you know, take our stance on our thing. And it's just, it's good to be like gracious and know that there, most people are not malicious. I mean, I definitely think there's a group that's malicious, but like most people ha- genuinely like that person probably wants to support small business, 
but also like just can't right now. And like, mm-hmm. those are the choices she's making. And I, that's totally mm-hmm. valid. And I totally get it. And it helps, mm-hmm. it helps then as a small business owner uh, to know that. And like, then t- mm-hmm. to your other point of yes, like, okay, so I still need, this is my main source of income. So I need to like make a profit on it. We are a business. We're not a nonprofit, but then like mm-hmm. for me, what I've been trying to lead with is not only does it um, fit in my values of like eco-friendliness and helping the earth and the environment, but the refill kits, like that is at a lower price point. So like, I'm hoping you'll get my candle, which is a nice vessel. And then the affordability of just refilling it yourself at home, it's still helping my small business, but then like you're doing it. It's helping Mm -hmm. you, me, the environment. (laughs) And so like, I think we can try to find ways. That's something I've tried to evolve in this year is I knew I needed to raise my prices just because of the last three years. Like I've been absorbing, Mm -hmm. absorbing, absorbing that. And, and I got to a point I, I couldn't absorb it anymore. So for me, that Mm -hmm. was coming out with all new vessels. So it wasn't as like shocking or it wasn't like, oh my gosh, it's the same thing. And I'm paying $4 more. I was able to like pick new vessels that had new Mm -hmm. elements and I could rebuild my prices again, but they're actually Mm -hmm. the same prices as the others. They just have different things like no lids and a little bit, they hold a little bit less, but they have the same burn time and could really lean Mm -hmm. into those refill kits. And so I think that's what we as small business owners, we're not saying you need to slash all your prices to meet Timu, but like what right. can you do to make like the average sale a little bo- bit m- more worthwhile for people where they're, so again, just to use my example, like, okay, so they're going to spend $24 on this large candle, but then the next time they're just going to spend 15 to refill it, but have the same product. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, I think we can do that. And like, it's like what Christina does with Just Dad Jeans, I think, is people think like, oh, I'm getting a shirt and earrings. Mm-hmm. But for mm-hmm. you guys, like it's the making it in bulk that helps you, I would assume. Right. So it's not mm-hmm. like yep. we get our materials out. cheaper. Yeah. Right. Uh, on that. So it's like figuring out those ways of how it makes it mm-hmm. beneficial to both. Mm-hmm. Right. And maybe for the time being, you try to clear your shelves. like of things you've already made because there are people that do want to support small business but are looking for those discounts right now and so if you've already made them and they're just sitting on your shelf like yeah maybe you you because that's what i've had to reframe too i'm like okay if even if i do a 50 percent off sale that's technically like my wholesale price but i'm moving a lot of it to just a different Mm -hmm. like a bigger amount of people instead of one shop so really Mm -hmm. But, so that's why, and I have people that just wait for the off-season sales, and that's totally valid and fine. And it makes yeah. it so, like, I move my product, and they also get it at the price point they're comfortable with. Yeah. And you never know, like, when the economy changes and finance changes, like, those, I just, I guess what I'm trying to say is we know that there's people that actively want to support small business who just can't right now. And they are like in the wings, like they want to, and they're waiting and maybe, you know, when they get birthday present, like when they get their birthday presents or whatever, you never know, like when they are going to be able to do that. But anyway, so yeah, that, that Timu thing, 
got great responses from small business owners, but we did get some comments from people who follow us who aren't small business owners who are buy like they buy from mm-hmm. small businesses. And I just wanted to share that perspective. Cause I was like, I, and like, it wasn't like an aha moment for me. Like I know that and knew that. Right. right. Um, it just is a fact that that is affecting small businesses right now. So yeah, it's good to Anyways. always have those different perspectives because it like takes the 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 boil out of the <laughs> like where you just feel so like angry like at least for me it helps me feel a little bit more like oh okay yeah like, did you watch that thing I shared to my stories about the girl she's on TikTok she's hilarious but she gets like really mean comments about her body um, oh, it's not at all like she's she's like a, a comedian. And just as bits on TikTok, but people will always comment on her body. Okay. And um and and the size of it. And so she like shared a comment and said, like, you know, people ask me, like, uh, do you just get so mad and angry and hurt when people say things like that? And she was like, Well, here's what I do. She was like, I she like points in the comment, she's like, Let's say his name is Joe. And Joe has said this thing and it was something ridiculous. I don't even remember what it was, but um, she was like, I like to imagine Joe and his family and friends are right here, right in front of me. And I say, Joe, what did you say? And he has to repeat his comment in front of all of his family and friends. And I love this person already. I know. I'll send it to you. She was just like, I imagine his family and friends staring at him with very shocked and confused faces and his his friends saying, this is why you're not in the second group chat, Joe. Joe, <laughs> that is so good and healthy. And, and that she realizes, like, <laughs> Joe just said something really stupid and awful and everyone thinks it's really stupid and awful and he's now embarrassed. Because he had to say it out loud in front of people yeah. instead of on the internet, and so and yeah, it was oh, really good. Yeah. It was a really that great is so like, good. lesson. Yes, yes. because I'm and, definitely a comment reader. Like I'll go read everybody's comments mm-hmm. on something, and I even for like Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, I get like oh my gosh, who that's, I love, same, and like things people say. I'm like, I don't think I could survive as a celebrity yeah. or an influencer it, or anything. Well, like, the things they say. Oh, Zach Bryan was another and, one. I went down a rabbit hole. Like, the things people were saying in his comments. I was like, yes. oh, my gosh. Like, who well, are we as yeah. humans to yes. say these I things? I mean, yeah. Imagine, imagine with all of the things happening in the world, the war, the border stuff, but, like, the terrible things happening and you're worried about taylor swift and travis kelsey okay we're speaking to my boys right now because they're also on this camp of and we always fight about this of like no taylor oh well i will be texting them yes please do and i'm like are you kidding this is not her fault even michael i'm gonna throw him under the bus right now because he's like yeah i'm sure she hates this uh attention i'm like this is not her fault that, yeah. pe- that she's okay. going to watch her boyfriend play and everyone's like, the, the announcers are showing her, not her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm the bone ranger in my house. And, on the okay, well, game. and if you look, yeah, and I'm going to go off for a second because if you look <laughs> at the Buffalo Bills game last week, like from people on TikTok, 
the the section that was sitting right in front of their box, they aren't watching the game. They are turned around looking at Taylor in her box. So it doesn't matter if the NFL is showing them or not. Like people want to see what Taylor's doing 24 right. hours a day. And like, yes, from her point of view, that has to be exhausting. Like if right. he actually like thinks she wants that attention. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like she just wants to see her boyfriend play football. Like uh, you, what is she supposed to do? Not watch him play football? That's what I, that no. is my thing. Sorry, like, Mike. Sorry, oh. Michael. You're an idiot. Well, no, we're going to we take, can, we're going to put we, Simon and Elliot. <laughs> And I'm assuming Trevor because he's anti everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can clip this and send it to them, but I think they're all idiots. <laughs> Same. I am and if Trevor doesn't Travis. think he wouldn't want his girlfriend at his game, uh, that is this is an excellent point. This is an. Let's I'm talk about raise that. that up with Elliot and let's, Zoe. Let's talk about that because it looks like <laughs> he would really like her at his games. And is all I'm like, saying. What is it affecting all? These wi- I watch football now because of this. <laughs> right. Like, and I told Taylor, I said, bad. yay, I get to watch. I know. I get, like, I feel excited like we need to, to watch. Yeah. I feel like we need to end at that rant, though, because I think we've said three things, three <laughs> subjects this podcast. That this we've, is the well, most you know controversial I'm podcast. Just, I'm just going to say this is going to really attract our niche market. Because if you still like us after this podcast, then we you pro- we are probably the place for you. <laughs> we are the place. We are the place when you're on the fringe. No, this is not the fringe. These are things that, like, <laughs> need to be talked about. Yes. And, you know, if, if, if we did irritate you a little bit, I hope you still come back. Because anything that I've learned the last four years is... Stick around because and we're being people so change. gracious about all the perspectives, <laughs> except for Trevor Elliott. Except for Trevor the Zilkies. <laughs> oh, anyways, we thank you for our joining our first Rusty, our first <laughs> podcast back, Rusty, and all over the place. This is but my favorite, though. Keep, I've liked this one. I, yeah, I feel like people will like it too, and hopefully. Well, I mean, we will be back, but um, we're going to, over the next week or so, kind of collaborate and see what you guys want to hear. You'll see us on Instagram, ask what are you guys needing right now, and we know that we'll have Ellie on soon, too, so we know everyone likes that. Fan favorite. Fan favorite. If you love the podcast, we would love if you'd subscribe and leave us a review. Every positive review helps other small business owners to find us. Remember, don't do life alone. We're better together. For more content, go follow us on Instagram at underscore small business sisters. Make sure to introduce yourself because we love following and supporting other small businesses. And if you're interested in being a guest or advertising with us on the podcast, visit smallbusinesssisterspodcast.com.